Welcome to Pass It On with CWR Talent. I'm CWR, and this is my podcast dedicated to helping our aspiring leaders and mentors. We're sharing the valuable experience and advice of some of the most successful executives in my network. My specialty? Discover talent and pass it on. That's it. In simpler terms, I'm a headhunter with a twist. If you want to increase your knowledge, build resilience, or simply polish your soft skills in order to lead at the next level, my guests are all happy to share what works and what doesn't. It's honest, it's forward motion, and future thinking. We like it. Catch our latest episodes that drop Sundays at 12 p.m. GMT London time. And whether you're in London, New York, Lima, Paris, Perth, or Dubai, you'll find us on all platforms where podcasts live. We appreciate each and every listener, and we hope you'll share it with your family, friends, and colleagues. Here we go. Welcome to Pass It On. I'm your host, CWR. Charles Darwin, the evolution biologist, said, It's not the strongest of the species that survive, nor the most intelligent, but the one most responsive to change. Being able to reinvent and reimagine your way of doing business overnight and moving fast to put your business agility into action can be a survival tool to keep a company going or to scale up and grow. My guest today is Ayman Madcor. Speaking to us today from Cairo, Ayman is not only a wonderful storyteller, as you will soon discover, he's also one of our global experts with all things people, talent, and culture. His career in HR leadership spans across 37 countries on five continents within global brands such as Hilton International and Four Seasons, as well as regional Egyptian hotel brands. He's a certified talent, human resources, and leadership development consultant and senior facilitator, coach, assessor, storyteller, and author. Iman delivers support to individuals as well as private, public, governmental, and nonprofit organizations in person and virtually. Welcome, Iman, to Pass It On, and thanks for joining me today to bring this topic about agility. Welcome, Iman, to Pass It On, and thanks for joining me today to bring this topic about agility. It's my pleasure, Corinne. I'm really delighted to be connecting with you and your global audience across the world. Thanks very much. You've written an article on this topic just published for the American University in Cairo on their platform, businessforwardauc.com, which is entitled Agility, a Survival or a Dance Floor Skill. I loved your particular vision of the agility required in ballet and applying it to cultural agility and to business needs Please tell us the story and how this idea for your leadership workshops came to you. Thank you. I really like to paint a picture and to give practical examples when I'm facilitating workshops, because I think that people can really connect when you paint a picture and you give a, a concrete example. So I was trying to illustrate what agility looks like culturally and business-wise. Um, so I used that. Um, you know, example of, of the Cairo Opera House uh, ballet uh, and the speed and flexibility and malleability of the dancers uh, and how they're able to, at one minute, be a tree, the next minute, become a, a flower and so on. 
Uh, and that's exactly what you need in today's world in, in business. You, you need to react fast, think on your feet, and synchronize the team together. Can you give us a few examples of these skills as they apply to business agility? Certainly. So sometimes during you know, moments of, of difficulty or crisis, uh, some people freeze. Uh, some people deny that, that a change has happened and they keep uh, you know, trying to cling to the old ways of doing things, uh, which definitely are not going to work in the new environment. They say that old ways do not open new doors. Uh, that's a quotation that I certainly believe in. Uh, so, for example, uh, during the lockdown period, um, when airports were closed and you know, tourists were not coming in, several hotels simply closed down and, and they let go of their staff. While a very smart uh, hotelier decided to actually host the medical teams and the doctors, uh, and these uh, medical teams were unable to go back home uh, for the fear of contaminating their uh, families. So um, he offered a discounted rate. So he gave them an opportunity to, um, you know, protect their families while at the same time keeping his uh, employees uh, employed and the business running and the hotel operating. So it was a win-win for both parties and also the community so that as a, as a really helpful um, service uh, to the medical teams who were under a lot of stress uh, during that time. So the hotelier also got uh, quite positive uh, feedback in the media and uh, everybody won. And, and tell me, you also mentioned in your article about cultural agility. Why don't you tell us a little bit about how that you were able to experience that yourself in your travels? Um, I've had the pleasure of uh, visiting 37 countries around the world uh, on different continents and, you know, quite different cultures. Uh, so, for example, when facilitating a workshop in seashells, uh, these beautiful islands, uh, one needs to blend in with the in environment and, you know, putting on a suit and a tie would certainly feel odd and out of place. So you simply sport a half sleeve uh, shirt and carry on. So that's just simply being aware of your circumstances in that particular location and understanding, you know, where you're operating. Um, in Japan, for example, even well before the COVID uh, situation, uh, I was well aware not to shake hands with people because that's simply not the cultural norm. Um, when, you know, facilitating in certain other locations, speaking more slowly in English because it's not the first language for everyone. So definitely one needs to um, prepare and understand uh, the location, the situation, the culture, um, and the expectations of the audience. Um, one size certainly does not fit all. Certainly not. Beyond the obvious physical skills a ballet dancer must have to perform at this level, what were the other ways that those ballet dancers demonstrated the speed, malleability, and graciousness that you mention in your article? You know, it's very important to have the right mindset. Um, being flexible in thinking precedes, you know, physical uh, flexibility. 
so it's important that one has the belief in their ability to go with the flow, to synchronize with others, uh, and to read the situation and to read the, the scene and, and understand how the people around him or her are operating. So definitely, um, you know, situational awareness is, is, is very critical. Uh, and being well prepared, you know, rehearsing again and again and again, and having, you know, contingency plans. Uh, the worst time to find a solution for the crisis is during the crisis itself. So, you know, being prepared and, you know, what to do in case of, you know, a business turning down or a uh, an incident, etc. The best time to prepare is when you're cool uh, and you're not under all these pressures. Obviously, you know, there are no two um, prices that are exactly the same, but once you have these plans in advance, you can then um, tweak them and adjust them as you go. Uh, but having practiced them in advance, like a ballerina would uh, practice, but you never know, maybe the audience is going to clap at a, at a certain moment or, you know, uh, a mobile uh, uh, phone is going to ring uh, unexpectedly, et cetera. So, you know, in life as well, while you're performing, you also have all sorts of things happening. Uh, and, you know, you, you take your pre-prepared plans and, and then uh, adjust them and tweak them as you go. Um, and uh, that is also uh, important to um, continuously update these plans as the technology changes and as the market conditions change as well. Yes, I mean, it's it's certain that having solid contingency plans for any variety of unexpected disasters in your business is a smart move. When you have good crisis management plans in place on the shelf, ready to go, speed to react is possible and is clearly key to remaining as stable as possible with continuous revenue. Malleability, flexibility, fluid thinking, all these keep your team able to roll with the punches a willingness to bend, to fit into the whole. Graciousness can mean yielding to a, a colleague taking over a project or a role you were hoping for. Being gracious or just plain nice in the midst of change is best for the mental health of any organization and your own. I mean, if you had a quote you'd like to leave with our listeners today, what would it be? Uh, I would, um, you know, remind uh, us all of the famous quote by Charles Darwin, who said, it is not the strongest of the species that survives, nor the most intelligent, but the one most responsive to change. That's absolutely perfect. Thanks for joining me today, Ayman. I hope you'll join me again in the future. And to all our listeners, thanks for joining us. I hope you'll like if you do, subscribe if you haven't, and hit the bell for new content every week. Most important, pass it on.